Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council. Happy Tuesday, and welcome to episode 100... Episode, not 100. Episode 206 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Yes, indeed, this show is uploaded as a podcast. I have recently switched providers. I now upload my shows to Anchor. Some of you may have heard of that platform before, but they distribute, of course, over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all of the places, all of the locations, and it is pretty cool. I'm having some issues with some of my episodes transferring, so if you actually go back in time a little bit, uh, episodes that were uploaded to my old platform, which was Red Circle, some of the episodes are not coming through all the way, and so there's only five minutes of one episode, 30 minutes of another episode. I'm trying to get it all figured out, and they're basically trying to make me do all the work, and I'm like, no, 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 this is your system. Your system's not not doing its job, and so why why am I the one that has to fix it? But anyway, uh, that's where I'll be uploading my podcast from this point forward. Really shouldn't change all that much except for that one issue I mentioned earlier. Uh, but as so far, I've uploaded one episode directly to Anchor, have not had any issues with it. And hopefully everyone has been listening. If indeed you listen to this as a podcast, thank you very much. Please leave reviews on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, etc. But let's say hello to some people in the chat. Before we get started, we'll talk a little bit movies. A little bit of movies and also some Terry Gilliam. Uh, I've been in a Terry Gilliam kick as of late. Uh, Shout out to Rosie, who had recommended that I watch The Fisher King. I did a review on the channel for that. It was fantastic. I'm also now in the process of watching Brazil. Shout out to Bruce for sending me a copy of Brazil. Finally watching it, Bruce. I got about an hour left in the film. So far, very much enjoying it. I'm not enjoying it as much as The Fisher King. It's a little bit more obscure, it's a little bit more artistic, but it is still very much enjoyable, and the cast so far has been phenomenal. So we'll get into a little bit of Terry Gilliam, his history, his filmography, some of the films that I've seen from him, some of the films that I still need to see from him, including a couple that I think a lot of people have been very big fans of, and and will probably say, what do you mean you haven't seen that movie, Odin? Come on, man! But anyway, hope everyone is doing swimmingly well. We got JKDBuck76 over on DLive. What's going on, JKDBuck76 over on DLive fam tonight? Hope you are doing well. Phone Nemo is over there as well. Thank you very much, my DLive fam. So, uh, last time I did a giveaway uh, for the YouTube chat. So today I'm actually doing a double giveaway. So I'm doing a giveaway for DLive. So for DLive participants, it'll be at the end of the stream that I will take names because it's a lot less people over on DLive, but the hardcore people are normally here first. I'm going to give away for y'all a Steelbook edition of Whiplash. This is the Blu-ray of Whiplash, which is one of my favorite uh, modern-day movies. This is, of course, an international giveaway, as they always are whenever I do it on the channel. But anyway, DLive fam, y'all could win the Steelbook edition. This is a Best Buy Steelbook exclusive edition of Whiplash. It's actually a really great Steelbook, and the only reason why I'm giving it away is because I recently upgraded to the 4K Steelbook of the movie, and so now I've got an extra copy that I can now give away. So, DLive fam, this will be up for grabs at the end of the stream for my YouTube fam. For my YouTube fam, I have not started the giveaway yet, but I will uh, as soon as Heimdall is up. There are two movies, two sets really, two sets of movies. That's right, sets of movies I'll be giving away on YouTube tonight. The first one, which I think more people will be interested in, is the Roger Moore collection of James Bond, Volume 2. So this is not all the Roger Moore films, it's Volume 2, but it does include Moonraker, For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and A View to Kill, all on Blu-ray. And so that'll be the first option in the giveaway. Of course, I'll let you choose, whoever the winners are, get to choose which one they want. I imagine this one will be chosen first, because the second option 
is another James Bond collection, but it's definitely one that more people are a little bit more split on. I think that at least one movie in this collection is is phenomenal. I would say another is fantastic, and then the other one is just complete and utter garbage, despite how you might feel about the actor in this uh, specific collection. And it is the Daniel Craig collection, the most recent James Bond. And so this has Casino Royale, which is the really great one, Quantum of Solace, which is complete crap, and Skyfall, which I actually think is a pretty uh, pretty great film with a great cinematography. And also, I believe Roger Deakins did, this, the, uh, did the cinematography on that movie, and it was criminally underrated from a visual standpoint alone, because if you don't know anything about Roger Deakins, he is legit. Uh, but anyway, so those will be the two giveaways for the main channel over on YouTube. Uh, so I'll have that up and running in a second. That'll be all the way through. And I actually have a graphic, so that way everyone knows exactly how the giveaway works, for anyone that's still confused on that. And for DLive, this is the copy I'll be giving away over on DLive. At the end of the stream is a Steelbook edition of Whiplash. That way my DLive fam can get in on some of the giveaway love. JKDBuck76, thank you very much for the one ice cream donation. Really does mean a lot. Thank you. Philly the Hobbit's over there. Will Gentry says, Ding dong. Did you just ding dong ditch me? Did you just ding dong ditch me? That's not very nice. So let me go ahead and get Heimdall set up real quick for this giveaway. Um, and this, uh, this, since this one's a little bit bigger, we'll, we'll, we'll make this one. We'll make this one worth a bit more. We'll make this one worth a bit more. All right. So. Uh, the giveaway is now open. 38 people over on YouTube. Please smash that like button. I really would appreciate it. So Heimdall will give you instruction. Uh, but for any reason, if you forget, if you want to enter into the giveaway, this is at any time during the stream, type in enter exclamation point as it shows you on the screen, and then the X. So you do a space and then the X, which stands for the number of tickets that you want to buy. The max number of tickets you can get is 100. So but number between 1 and 100 is where that X is. That's the X. You replace the X with a number between 1 and 100. It costs, this time, 800 digital cookies per ticket, which means if you put in a number of tickets that is more than what you have, it will not count any of it. Now, you can add in over time. So let's say you buy one ticket, and then later on you want to buy two tickets. You can do that, but you do have to enter it in again the same way with just different numbers, and it'll add on to your total. So, as you can see, Number of tickets you want to buy with your digital cookies, max 100 tickets. Don't forget that there is a space before the X, after the exclamation point, and before the X. I'll put that up a couple more times for anyone that gets confused, but people in the chat tend to know exactly how it goes, people who have been used to the giveaways on the channel before, and boom, there you go. If you're over on DLive, we'll take care of y'all at the very end of the stream. Um, but anyway, that is now open. Tina has entered in with 100 tickets. She's got a lot of cookies. And thank you very much for entering Tina. So whatever Tina did, follow that. Maybe might need to change the number because not everyone has as many cookies as Tina does. All right, let's say hello to my YouTube chat. What's going on, peeps? We got Bryant Barth who is here early. What is going on, Bryant Barth? Glad to see you here. For some reason, my uh, my timestamps aren't on. There we go. That's much better. He was here at 6.10, and he wanted to remind everyone that The Dark Knights, A Clockwork Orange, Grease, Sweet, Sweetback, Blues Brothers, Shrek, Lilies, on the Fe- Lilies of the Field, I believe, The Joy Luck Club, have been added to the National Film Registry here in the United States. Yes, that is awesome. Uh, some of those films I-, I know of and I think are great choices. Dark Knight, Clockwork Orange, definitely some of them. Grease. I actually thoroughly do enjoy, and I definitely think that is an iconic film in film history. I'd actually never seen Sweet Sweetback. I've heard of it, though. Blues Brothers, also fantastic. Shrek, yeah, I mean, it kind of revolutionized, uh, you know, CGI technology, I feel. 
uh, when it comes to the animated movies. I, I think Toy Story may have technically beaten it to the punch overall, uh, but Shrek, I definitely think, uh, obviously DreamWorks, you know, a non-Disney property taking on taking on a, an entire franchise, really, really revolutionized things. I've never seen Lilies of the Field, to be honest, and I've actually not heard of the Joy Luck Club, to be honest. Golden Ration, what's going on, good sir? Tina B, what's going on, Tina B? Says, good evening, chat. Smash the like button on the way in. Token Woke DT. Tititi, sorry, has already given a downvote for Odin saying a tiny bit of something critical in his video. Yes, uh, I saw that I had one downvote already. I had two downvotes before the stream even started last time. One this time. It's so stupid. ZK Man, what's going on, K Man? He says, I got hot cocoa and chicken nuggies, so I'm good. Hot cocoa and chicken nuggets. I don't quite understand that combination, but if you're happy, I'm happy. And also, ZK Man, I got your Christmas card. Thank you so very much. And, man, that currency is cool. Uh, he got us a Christmas card, and he also got us some currency that is actually made with gold. It's a it's like a Utah-based currency. It can only be used in Utah, and it actually has, what, one one-thousandth of an ounce of gold in the actual uh, paper, and like in the actual uh, tender, and that's like... Dang, that's that that's impressive. So thank you very much, the K man. I very much appreciate that. Uh, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. How's it going, Father? At six fifty-seven, actually here on time for once. Always showing up at the very end and then blaming me for it. He says, asked on Saturday, so I'll ask again. Have you seen Fat Man yet? Is it worth it? I'm looking forward to Greenland, the asteroid movie this weekend. Yeah, so that is the one um, that I actually based on the trailer, had some interest in, but I'm pretty much homebound uh, for the foreseeable future just because of the new baby and obviously the wife being concerned about his poor little non-existent immune system. Uh, so we're just being extra cautious, extra careful as new parents. Um, so I would like to see Greenland at some point. However, as you all know, I would much rather watch movies in general on physical media or in theaters. So I actually have not seen Fat Man yet. And the main reason why is because it's only available on video on demand, which I'm not going to give Amazon my money to watch it <laughs> because they're like, oh, you don't own this movie and I want to own it. I don't want I just I don't just want to rent it. I feel like the renting prices are a little eh. um, even though I know it's like it's no different than a movie ticket, I guess. But it's just different, too. Right. It's just there's a little bit of a difference to it. I know that it comes out in January on Blu-ray. So I'm thinking of buying it. And then after as soon as I've purchased it and pre-ordered it then potentially selling high seas because at that point then my money would have gone to it. It's just that I'm accessing an edition of it prior to it arriving. Um, but I'm, I'm still trying to work that out for myself, to be honest, Father. But uh, I have not seen it, but I've heard great things about it. I know there are people in the uh, Geeks and Gamers chat that have seen it and highly recommend it. Uh, and I don't want to have to wait until after Christmas. I feel like it's, it's a movie I have to watch during Christmas. Mel Gibson as a hardcore Santa Claus? Gotta see it. Gotta see it. All right, Blake St. Clair, what's going on? Glad to see you in the chat. Waiting for Nerdronic. Laura, what's going on, Laura? How's it going? So sorry about you living still in California <laughs> with the damn lockdowns. Orange Hat Reviews, GMonkey76. Uh, Orange Hat is a member. Alex McCarthy, also a member, says, Howdy, Odin. How's it going? How's the Thor and pizza? I had pizza today. I had some pepperoni pizza, some triple-double, quadruple, multiple pepperoni pizza today. It was fantastic. It was wonderful. Baby Thor is doing very well. We bathed him before the stream because now he's on a new schedule, and so now we get to bathe him prior to the stream, which means I get the stream, get to stay on. I will say, though, this Saturday, there may be a hiccup in the stream because we have family coming in. 
uh, who are meeting baby Thor for the first time. And so we might have to cancel the Saturday stream, maybe. Uh, that also means that there will not be a chosen of Valhalla stream this Sunday. I can't really get that to work out, which means we'll likely have to have the chosen stream on maybe the uh, 27th. I know that is the weekend of Christmas because this year Christmas is on a Friday, but that might be what we have to do. And if not, then it might have to be another weeknight. And I know that we prefer weekends in general. Some of y'all might prefer weekdays and might be able to work with that. Um, But I will get with y'all. I'll work out the schedule. I need to find out when my family is coming in and leaving. That way I can try and work out whatever's best for my chosen. uh, Because I do want to make sure that it works out for the most amount of my chosen people. My chosen people. My chosen. The Kingslayer in the chat. What's going on? Nathan Slay also. He says, good evening to you, sir. Good evening to you. Thank you for being here. Thirteenth Warrior, what's going on, good sir? He's also a member on the channel. Keck44 is here as well. How is it going, good people? All right, let's go ahead and jump up a little bit in the chat. So just remember, if you are just joining, there is an active giveaway tonight. So if you want to enter in for it, it is uh, one is a Daniel Craig collection of his 007 films, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, and Skyfall, all on Blu-ray. And the other is the Roger Moore collection, Moonraker, Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and A View to Kill, also all on Blu-ray. They are the collection sets, so if you want to enter in on YouTube, follow the instructions on the screen. Again, type enter exclamation point, a space, make sure you put a space, and then the X stands for the number of tickets that you want to buy. The max number of tickets is 100. Make sure you have enough cookies as it is 800 digital cookies per ticket. And if you put in for more tickets than you can afford, nothing will show up for you. Uh, so definitely double check that. And make sure you have that space before the X, before the number, or after the exclamation point, whichever way you want to put it. Otherwise, the uh, system will not recognize it. And if you need help with that, check with the Valks. They know what is up. And if you're over on DLive, don't worry about anything right now because we'll take care of y'all in a minute and y'all will have a chance to win on DLive this Steelbook Blu-ray edition of Whiplash. As usual, you have to be a regular on the channel. If you're a winner and I don't recognize your name, and that's not really very fair, right? People need to be active in the chat. That way I know who you are. Who you are. So anyway... How everyone is doing well. Let's see what's going on with DLive right now. Uh, Philly the Hobbit says, uh, Your thoughts on the new trailer called Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk, Saul Goodman, gives his best John Wick imitation. I've actually not seen the trailer. I've not seen the trailer. I've not heard of it. But I do like Bob Odenkirk. I do love Better Call Saul. Um, I need to catch up. I Is that season, has the last season finally dropped? Has the final part of the last season finally dropped or not? I need to catch up with that. But... Um, Saul Goodman as John Wick sounds good to me alright back over to my YouTube fam just double checking to make sure no comments have been skipped make sure you smash the like button if you're watching over on YouTube Orange Hat Reviews says hail to the Allfather Orange Hat hail to you good sir thank you again for being a member Rosie G12 who's a member what's going on Rosie G again thank you very much for allowing me uh, the ability to know how good of a film The Fisher King is uh, very, very happy to have been able to see that film finally. Case, that's a new name in the chat. What's going on, Case? Glad to see you here. Nathan Slate Tanya says, Have you ever seen The Lighthouse? If so, what are your opinions on it? I have seen it. Cinematography is incredible, breathtaking. 
They actually use lenses from that time in history or very close to that what would have been used at that time in history. Uh, they shot it on a 4 by 3 aspect ratio using film. Uh, they also recorded using a mono soundtrack as well. So it's about as legit of a film as a film that you can get. The performances in the movie are absolutely breathtaking. They're fantastic. The story is not for me, though. Uh, I could not get past the story. It was way too art housey um, in a lot of scenes. There's some scenes that are really great, well-written, um, and it, it just works. It just feels like the era for sure. But then it gets into that weird stuff with the mermaid, and I'm like, nah, not my cup of tea. I don't like the weird stuff. Um, but there's a lot of good things. It's one of those movies where it's like, it's a great movie, but it's also not my, f- it's it's not a film that I want to watch a whole lot, <laughs> if ever again. <laughs> thank you very much, Rosie G, for that. Yeah, it was a great film. So thank you again for the recommendation. Glad that you enjoyed the review. All right, Soul Assassin, what is going on? Glad to see you in the chat as usual. Have some people checking their cookies before entering in. Uh, let's see, we got Massiege R. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Greta Zenner, what's going on, Greta? Greta, start making more videos. I actually haven't caught your most recent one. I've fallen behind, actually. Uh, Greta Zenner says, hello, Odin and everyone. Hope y'all are doing well. Thank you very much, Greta. Hope you are doing well as well. Hope work is going well. It's going swimmingly down in NOLA. Dark Shadow Logan, what is going on? Welcome back to the chat. Hardwick in the chat, what's going on? He is also a member on the channel. Welcome, welcome. Rosie G12, who's a member, says, I love when I'm watching one of your videos and you see just a random tail go by a few times in the background. Yes, uh, when the hounds are in here, they love to make appearances. I used to have, in one of my old houses, I had a uh, chair that was a little that was directly behind me, and little willow she's not really that little anymore uh but she would always be in the chair and so she was she was my chair dog and so she would always be in the back she'd always be the star of the show and it was always great so i do have a dog cam every now and then when the dogs are down here with me but they are up with freya at the moment alice mccarthy who's a member says i owns all the james bond movies in fact been watching them all over again lately yes so the reason why i can give these sets away is because the James Bond collection went on sale recently, and it has all of the films going all the way up until most recently Spectre, and it was a really good deal. It was like seventy or eighty dollars for the entire set, so for all twenty-four movies, that's a pretty good deal when you break it down per movie. And I actually have not seen most of the original James Bond films. I, I've I've only ever really seen, as far as the full film is concerned the Pierce Brosnan ones, and the Daniel Craig ones. I, I've seen bits and pieces of the classic ones, but I really haven't seen them. And so I got the collection so that now there's no excuse. Now I have to watch them at some point. And I plan to. I plan to watch them all from beginning to end in order as well. Got to watch them in order. Got to watch them in order. All right. So there's Heimdall's introduction. Titan, what's going on? He says, hail Dan, what's going on, Side? Super Anime Gamer, what's going on, Super? It says, hell, what is up, my dude? Kind of up to my up to my eyeballs in kind of up to my eyeballs in homework with only a day left to do it all, but still wanted to say hi and maybe stick around for the giveaway. Ooh, super. Well, yeah, get that homework done, man. There'll be other giveaways in the future, man. But homework, homework is now. Yeah, we've actually luckily been off. Uh, for a bit now. We've been out for a couple weeks. It's been nice. Have a long Christmas vacation, which is fantastic. 
Uh, Will Gentry, make sure you don't double dip. Good sir, if you double dip in the giveaway, you don't win nothing. You don't win nothing. Uh, Peter Han, what is going on? Good sir, glad to see you back in the chat. Thank you for being here. Rosie G12 says, what weirdo puts a thumbs down? Show yourself. Yeah, seriously. It's these cowards who, for some reason, don't like me. Again, I'm, I'm not the most likable person in the world, I guess, but... You know, it is what it is. Uh, by the way, just as an update, since I saw some people putting some numbers in, uh, for the giveaway, I've got Tina in for 100 tickets, Nathan Slay for 15, Peter Han for 20, Golden Ration for 10, Super Anime Gamer for 15, and Keck44, I got you in for 10 as well. Uh, 65 people watching, smash that like button, please. Muhammad Ali Khan, what's going on? Glad to see you in the chat. Uh, 13th Warriors, a member, says, I saw a really interesting Amazon original movie this weekend called The Sound of Metal. An interesting character story about a recovering heroin addict and a metal band drummer who loses his hearing. Whoa, damn. Is, is Was that a... Okay, you said it's an original movie, so that's not a documentary? I feel like I feel like that could be a documentary <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. So uh, tell me more, Thirsteeth Warrior. Is it good? Is it worth seeing? Because I guess that would be included in Prime. Uh, let's see. Tina at 708 says, and we among the Ronald Coleman fans have been trying to get a tale of two cities in the film registry for years, but still can't. I wonder why. I mean, as far as a book goes, it's an iconic story. Um, I actually had no idea that there was a film version of it. I actually saw a tale of two cities, the musical. Now it was totally a ripoff of Les Mis as far as the the way it was presented with similar vocal styles and, and music style choices. Um, it, it wasn't very good. It didn't last very long on, on Broadway from, from what I can remember. This was back when I was in New York for college and saw pretty much everything that came out on Broadway because they had so many great cheap um, morning of ticket prices and student ticket prices and all that stuff. Um, and uh, there was one song though called out of sight, out of mind that was pretty good, had a pretty good singer behind it, but that's pretty much my knowledge of A Tale of Two City. <laughs> I've actually never read never read the book. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Griffin Turbo, what is going on? Glad to see you here. Uh, 13th Warrior, uh, who's a member, says, As someone who is a recovering alcoholic who has worked with people with disabilities for over 25 years, Sound of Metal blew me away. Well, I'm glad to hear that, uh, 13th Warrior. So uh, that's a continuation on of saying that he saw that. So Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime apparently is fantastic. Um, and congratulations, good sir. On, on your recovery, man. As we uh, talk about with, with Gary all the time on Friday Night Tights, you know, it's 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 a never-ending process. You know, you're always recovering. Uh, and you can't let up for even a second. Uh, I know addiction a lot in my life, and so I understand it completely. So uh, kudos to you, good sir. And thank you for the film recommendation. Harvey Weinstein in the chat. What's going on? Uh, let's see. Tina B. Uh, 709 says, how the heck can it have an 88% critic score and it's not even out yet? Or is it? I'm so confused. Uh, which movie? Which one are you talking about? She was also referring to Muhammad. Let me see if that can give me context. All right. Muhammad did not use the correct tag. Remember, Muhammad, you got to use Odin question. Otherwise, it doesn't highlight orange for me. Uh, so he says, uh, hello, Odin. Wonder Woman 84 has an 88% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, what do you say? Uh, will it be woke? Uh, based on that score and what we know about Rotten Tomatoes critics and the fact that that means, and answering uh, Tina's question, what that means is that typically what happens is it gets released to critics before the general population. And then they're the ones that put the reviews out and they're the ones that are supposed to build up the hype and the buzz by saying this film is great or not. 
And we all know that typically reviews can very much be skewed by this kind of early access. That's why Disney um, tends to give early access and there are media shills that will give anything Disney either a positive or neutral score. They'll, they'll almost never give a negative review because they're afraid that they'll lose their access. That's why Gary has coined the term. And I mean, obviously someone else may have before him, but he was the one that made it famous for me using the term access media, right? It's all about getting and keeping and maintaining the access to all the little perks you get. And it's crap because that means that the reviews that come out from these groups that get these early screenings are therefore skewed and therefore cannot be trusted. And at that point, they're not really critics anymore. They're just a, a, another arm of the studios meant to try and sway your opinion one way or the other. Uh, and typically speaking nowadays, unfortunately, the only films that ever really get any high score and high praise are normally films with some type of woke agenda within them, whether they are major releases or smaller budget films, uh, smaller, more independent films, sadly enough. Um, it's not always the case. There are still exceptions uh, that will come through every now and then. But based on what we've heard from the behind the scenes, from the leaks, from the uh, story, and everything else, that would not surprise me. No, a Wonder Woman does not come out until Christmas Day. Uh, and that will get released also on HBO Max. And so that's a film I do plan to watch just so that I can review, since I do uh, still, for some godforsaken reason, have HBO Max. Even though I still can't access it on my Roku. That's right, I'm bringing it up again. Because, dude, Roku, HBO Max, get your crap together. Get it worked out. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Um, all right, let us share. Let us share. Laura at 710 tagged me and says, I'm going to Mickey D's to order the and order the K-Man chicken nuggets with hot chocolate. Boom, Laura. Get yourself some Mickey D's with some hot chocolate and chicken nuggets. <laughs> that's such a that's such an odd combination, K-Man. But now everyone's like, I have to try that. It's just so crazy, it just might work. Pat S at 710, who's a member, hail to you, good sir. Thank you for being here. ZK Man, who's a member, says, you're welcome for the card and gold note. Odin, well, thank you very much again, man. It was badass. In fact, um, my my father uh, is a huge uh, collector, loves to collect coins, that kind of stuff. So I'm actually thinking of getting one for him uh, because I think he would really appreciate that. I don't, I don't think he has that because it's, it's a very unique kind of currency. So thank you for that, too. It was a great idea uh, for a potential Christmas gift, too. Uh, let's see. Matthew Highland, welcome back to the chat. Glad to see you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, let see. Brian Barth tagged and says, what do you think of a clockwork or or orange? I was going to say orange. <laughs> clockwork orange. Imagine making this film in modern times. It wouldn't be made today. There, there's too many problems. It's a problematic movie, a problematic story. It's a movie that I like for the most part. I, I do appreciate the technical skill behind it. And the iconic nature of the story and of the characters themselves. But it also does delve a little far too into the artistic for me. Um, kind of more into the art house type movie. And I don't tend to like those kinds of films. It's a film that I watched. I watched it once. And, and I appreciated it for what it was. It's a movie I have not gone back to since. And I don't really have a strong desire to. I will say it changes the entire perception anyone might ever have of the song I'm singing in the rain. It changes your entire perception in a very disturbing way. Golden ration family is important. Thank you, good sir. I appreciate you understanding. Tina B says the 27th. Hmm. I think I'll be sober by then. I hope Tina, <laughs> you'll have a whole full day to recover. 
or to continue on. And then a whole half a day, maybe, to recover. Who knows? We'll, <laughs> we'll, have, to, we'll have to figure that out. Uh, Griffin Turbo, welcome to the chat again if I have not chatted you out already. J-Roar, what's going on? Good sir. Glad to see you here. All right. Jumping back up as the chat has jumped, like it always does. Grandmaster Yoda, what's going on, good sir? I just saw you in there. I, I saw you. I saw you. Luckily, no comments have been skipped, which is always a great thing. Let's head over to DLive real quick. Uh, let's see. Phonemo says, when I noticed Terry Gilliam in the title, I thought something happened to him and did a quick Google search. Oh, no, no, no. I, if, if something like that happened, that would that would be fully full-fledged in the title. Um, I, I wouldn't be saying, mm, you figure, find out. I, I, I tend to, I try to avoid clickbait titles. Some might say, well, technically, clickbait to me is when you have out information that you don't actually cover or it's a, or it's a lie or it indicates something that's actually not true. I don't tend to do that. I don't like doing that in general, not to, you know, knock anyone that does. It's just not my style. It's not my, it's not my cup of tea. Um, so no, t- today I just was like, Hey, let's talk a little bit about Terry Gilliam. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. It's just, he's on my mind because I just watched the Fisher King and I'm about an hour left of Brazil. And both of these are films I've seen for the first time. And I have seen a couple of other movies from his, uh, from his library that are just fantastic. And I think that he's one of these most, I think he's one of these underrated directors that deserves a little bit more time. Will Gentry says, I already want a copy of Whiplash, so I'd only be entering on YouTube tonight, though to be honest, I don't think this one is for me. Really? Not even the Roger Moore Collection Volume 2? I feel like that that might be your t- cup of tea, unless you already have it. Uh, Buck 76 says, Are you using a Dominion machine to count the cookie? <laughs> now, now. Now, now. As you can see, the OMB report is not a part of the show tonight. Uh, so we're trying, we're not trying to avoid it necessarily, but we are trying to not uh, have as much of a political discussion. I'm trying to give a little break to my Valkyries, uh, especially after last stream where literally it was like, hey, let's mention anything to get him off this topic. Uh, Miss Nevada 57. Well, thank you for following me over on DLive. <laughs> are you the real Miss Nevada from the 1950s? That would be interesting. <laughs> All right, heading back over to YouTube now. At 7.13, Hardwick, who's a member, says, I wish they had given Sif her own show. Uh, talking about Lady Sif from Thor. Uh, she never had enough screen time in the movies. She was great when they gave her the opportunity to shine on two Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've, I think I've made that point clear earlier. I know some people said, watch it, keep watching. I just don't want to. I really just don't. Um, and I remember one episode I saw her in, uh, as Lady Sif in that. I'm assuming that it was another episode later on that she did, that she came back for. But yeah, it's um, it's sad that she wasn't utilized as much in the films because she shined. Especially when you compare her to Natalie Portman, it's like, really? You're going to have the, the love interest and the main female protagonist and the female hero in the franchise be Natalie Portman? Come on, Lady Sif? Jamie Alexander? That's a badass right there. All right, let's see. Bond the Hobbit, what's going on? Glad to see you here. Muhammad Khan, thank you very much for uh, tagging me. Yeah, make sure you have to put Odin Question. If you don't put Odin Question, it don't highlight orange for me. Uh, and you don't even you don't even need the at symbol. Just the words O-D-I-N-Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N. I was trying to do that as quickly as, as I could. Um, just put all those letters next to each other. No at symbol needed. It'll highlight orange on my screen as long as they're right next to me. All right. Who else is here? Who else is here? Let us also see. 
so far, no one else has entered in legitimately. Uh, and Balan the Hobbit, I think you put a, you capitalize enter. And I don't think that will work. As I said, it's very, very sensitive. It's very, very, very sensitive. Very expensive. That's from Doug. It's from back in the day. It calls to me. Father Christopher Miller at 7.15 says, So I'm five minutes behind as I had to pause. You can watch slash buy Fat Man on Vudu. Greenland isn't in theaters. I think only on demand. Ah, okay. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I've fallen so far behind because theaters have just been forced to shut down and, and not a lot of new movies are coming back. Um, so it's, it's just kind of crazy when you think about it in that, in that capacity, that films that were supposed to be, you know, major releases might not even get released in theaters now at this point, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I said, like bat fat man, I, I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's one of these rough, rough things. I want to watch it. I've heard great things about it. I want to see it, but I also don't want to have to wait, but I also want to get it on, on Blu-ray. So I can see the best possible version without all the damn compression that you get from these online sources. So we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Uh, Megazord Jeremy, what's going on? S715 says, am I a regular? I don't know. I have it set to where you have to be. I'm pretty sure you would be because I want to say to be a regular on this channel, you just have to have two hours of watch time. And uh, most people can get that within a stream or two. Um, I don't make it very hard. It's mostly just to stop people who show up like one random day. And then, and then take it from someone who's been here for months, right? It's it's the only way for me to make it as fair as I can. Um, all right, let's see. Rosie G12 at 7.16. She's a member. She says, hey, Odin, so glad you reviewed it and enjoyed it. Thank you. I appreciate that again. Orange Hat Reviews 7.16 as a member says, Odin, I do want to thank you for putting Ip Man on my radar. These movies are very good. Well, I'm glad that you've been enjoying them. Yeah, they're totally... Chinese propaganda. <laughs> there's, there's no way around the Chinese propaganda that exists in these films. Uh, as it goes on, it gets even more propaganda. It's just... Uh, <laughs> but the fight sequences are so, so good. Um, so, yeah, I've seen all four of the Ip Man movies, and they're all great as far as the fighting is concerned. Uh, I think Donnie Yen is a great actor. I think he gives a great performance in the in the films that he's in. But it has so much Chinese propaganda. Oh, man. Tina says, go seagulls, go seagulls. I totally get, yes, I got that, I got that context. I got it. That's awesome. That is awesome, Tina. <laughs> they did a very good job. Megazord Jeremy tagged and says, so you don't like the Green Goblin barking like a dog for Batman in the lighthouse? Not really. No. Uh, not my cup of tea. <laughs> Nathan Slay tagged and says, do you prefer your movies to be up to your own interpretation or is that frustrating for you? It depends on the movie, Nathan. Uh, there's some films that do it very well where you're like, oh, I have a lot to think about. And then there's others that don't do it as well. You know, so basically, are are you doing it in the story as a filmmaker because you just don't want to answer the question and you're like, I'm leaving it open-ended just because I can? Or does the story actually call for it and make sense within it? And I think that that's going to determine whether or not I like it or not. Brian Barth says, so what's with Terry Gilliam? Uh, as I've mentioned before, he's a great filmmaker that deserves more attention. And I'll talk about him in a little second. Greta says, I work in retail and it's the holidays. So it's been pretty crazy. No, not retail. That's right. That's right. I forgot I forgot that you, you moved to a retail job. Oh, no. No, it is the worst. I will say it must not be as bad because of COVID, I guess. Or I guess it could be worse because you have to force people to distance and, 
enforce mass mandates potentially, which could be even worse. I mean, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't envy anyone working in those businesses right now. Prayers are with you. Uh, Rob D. Tag, 720. Hey, Odin, do you watch a lot of TV shows or are you really just into movies? I'm mostly into movies. I do like TV. I do like TV shows. There are some shows that I'm very much into. And um, obviously, I watch The Mandalorian, for instance. I am a big fan of Stranger Things. Can't wait for the next season of that to come out. A uh, huge fan of, of newer series. Huge fan, excuse me, of uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, never die. Oh, Cobra Kai is so good. Very excited for season three. Uh, I believe it's starting in January of the new year, so can't wait for that to come out. And uh, yeah, there's been tons of other stuff too. But yeah, I, I I tend not to watch as much TV only because I I tend to be consuming so much other content. I watch a lot of YouTube. That's kind of like my main. The main things that I consume are YouTube, podcasts, and and movies. Those are like my three main. And then every now and then some TV shows. Uh, right now, the only one that I'm actively watching, as far as it new, is Mandalorian, which has one more episode this Friday. So, hopefully it's good. Hopefully it leads to something. Father says, double dipping, you lose, you get nothing. Good day, sir. Yes, exactly. Exactly right. Rosie G12 says, for Tolkien fans, I came across a lot, uh, a lost Christmas poem prayer from 1936 called Noel by him about the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's awesome. It can be found easily by Googling. Very beautiful. Well, thank you for that recommendation, Rosie G12. I appreciate that. I had no idea that he wrote a poem prayer from 1936 called Noel. Nice. That's awesome. Waiting for Nadrag Laura says, Coleman, the D is silent. Oh, Goldman. Yeah, and it's not Coleman, it's Goldman. They're Jewish. <laughs> God. Oh, I love that movie so much. Isn't the word in the words of as. Um, yeah, for anyone that does not get the reference, uh, it is the birdcage. It is life. Uh, Robin Williams connection there. God, Robin Williams is so great in that movie. Best line still to this day. So this is hell. And there's a crucifix in it. <laughs> I just love when they put the cross up and it's like, we're Jewish. Why do we have the cross? Oh, man, it's so good. So good. Father says, so I got to ask, did you or any of the chat see the Lifetime KFC mini movie Recipe for Seduction? No, I I think you tagged me in that. And I was like, I was scratching my head. I was like, What? And I'd never, I didn't really have a desire to watch it, to be honest. Uh, Pat S., who's a member, uh, as it says, a top five movies with funny pizza delivery scenes. Number five, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, a film I still have not seen. Four, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, great film. The live actions, oh, so good. Yeah, it always makes me want pizza when they slide that pizza down the grate. Uh, three, Deadpool, yep, great film. Two, Spider-Man 2. Pizza time. And one, Baby Driver. I'm surprised to see Baby Driver that far up. But yeah, I actually really do enjoy Baby Driver. One of the best soundtracks in a while. Tina says, the Ronald Coleman movie came out in the 1930s and was an MGM extravaganza. I knew the end as I read the book in eighth grade, but it still tears me up. Coleman was, tears me up. Uh, Coleman was a great actor. Oh, interesting. Okay. Megazord Jeremy says, when you lived in New York, you ever date any actresses there? No, I didn't do, I actually didn't do a lot of dating when I was in New York. I actually went, I went on one date with someone I met online and the date went fine. I mean, we, we had fun. We, we seemed to like each other, but then 
yeah, it just not, never had any interactions after that. A lot of it was because she was working a full-time job and in school and just she never had time. So it was like, ah, eh, well, that that's just not going to work. Different different points in our life, I guess you could say. But no, never dated any actresses in that in that capacity. <laughs> Let's see, Laura tagged and says, I think The Expanse starts tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I as I've mentioned before, I would love to be able to watch The Expanse, but every time I try, I can't hear a damn thing they're saying because the sound mixing is so bad, at least in the very uh, early season. Pat S says, it works if you work it. What works? Huh? What? Who? Context. Context. Hardwick at 724 says, apparently Wonder Woman 84 is being released in some theaters tomorrow. Someone from the UK I know online says he's going to see it at his local theater in the next few days. That also makes sense. It's another tactic that theaters or uh, studios will use sometimes is release it in a few locations, try and get the word of mouth campaign up. And then that way, when it does release on Christmas Day, you have a, it's actually an easier way to be able to, one, still get money because you still get money from the ticket sales that the people will buy for it. But then also you get the word of mouth campaign, which is free advertisement, and it tends to lead to a, a bigger bump. And so obviously they're trying to push this on HBO Max and in theaters to try and make the most money they possibly can. So that actually does make sense to me. Uh, and Fearture, what's going on in Fearture? is also a member on the channel. says, howdy folks, hail Odin, love me some Terry Gilliam. Watching his films is like having a fever dream from my childhood. Wonderful creativity. Yeah, seriously, he, he has one of the most creative minds ever. Not even just in Hollywood, just ever. And that's why he's created so many great films, so many films that are classics, so many films that are almost exclusively featured on the Criterion Collection. I mean, it is kind of interesting, right? Because you have films like Time Bandits, Criterion Collection, The Fisher King, Criterion Collection. Um, there's another film that I have of his or that that I've, I've looked at from him that also is a part of the Criterion Collection as well. And it's just because he he's iconic. He really is. He's been able to blend so many things. And we'll talk a little bit more about him uh, once I catch up with... I'll catch up with YouTube. I'll catch up with DLive. We'll we'll do a little a little bit on Terry Gilliam, talking a little bit about him, talking about his filmography. And then we'll, we'll go on from there. All right, let's see. Nathan Slay Titan says, I've realized something. When you cast Willem Dafoe in a movie, you have to be careful. You have to know if he's a defriend or Dafoe. <laughs> I see what you did there. Clever girl. Muhammad Ali Khan says, I have checked out the released opening scene of 184, which is pretty good. Nice. Um, have they fixed? I mean, it's not, it wouldn't be in the opening scene, but have they fixed the CGI issue with the villain in the movie? Because it's not. No, thank you. It's disgusting. Nathan Slay, would you call 1917 one of the greatest war films? It's a great war film. I guess it could be. I, I tend to, whenever I think of greatest war films, there's usually only one that stands alone. Like, there's not a lot that are very close to it, and that's Saving Private Ryan. I just, there's not other films that, I mean, there's other good or even great films, but I don't think anyone can, anything can really touch Saving Private Ryan, to be perfectly honest. Peter Hans says, Dunkirk or 1917? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Do you know me? 1917, of course. Dunkirk is so overrated vastly overrated um and one of the biggest reasons why is because there's no character development and some some actually try and argue that 1917 has a similar problem but it doesn't because it does focus on two characters and it develops them incredibly well yes they're not iconic to the point of you saying "Ooh, this is one of the greatest things ever but it's a solid performance from both of the actors involved and it 
again, they're able to tell such a compelling story in, in, in a certain period of frame, a per- period of time. That's what I meant. Uh, 70B, the uh, tagging says, thank you, Chief, for my gift package. Well, Merry Christmas, 70B and Tina. I hope that y'all enjoy the movies. Hope that you enjoy the films. Merry Christmas. Tina B says, I can't bring myself to watch A Clockwork Orange. I don't blame you. It is not an easy film to get through. It really isn't. All right. Let's see. China's jumped on me like it always does. So, let's see. All right. Luckily, no comments have been skipped. Got close there. Um, But everything is still good. All right. Let's jump over to DLive real quick and double check with everybody. Philly the Hobbit says, Brazil gets better the older you get. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a film that I am really enjoying. It's just not as good as uh, The Fisher King so far. Uh, Will Gentry says, just glance at a review for 101.84. It was odd. It was a mixture of complaining about Diana and Steve for not getting it on. Ooh. And on the other hand, complaining about how Diana was still yearning after Steve, even though it's been a century since she saw him. So complaining about her as a woman still desiring a man or just the fact that it's been 100 years and that's a little weird. Uh, let's see. JKD Buck says, which is better, Ice Pirates or Yellowbeard? Ice Pirates, I guess? Fat Pig Signals is back. Thank you for the ice cream donation. I appreciate it very much. Uh, looks like a troll has been taken care of. Will Gentry. Over on d says, James Bond has never really been my kind of thing. My dad never liked James Bond, so I just kind of picked up on that as a child. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that. Cam Dean Heist, what's going on? Says, hail all father. Sorry I'm late. How are you tonight? How's baby Thor and Freya? All are doing well. Thank you very much, good sir. Phil DeHava says, if you like Terry Gilliam, then check out his film called The Zero Theorem, starring Christoph Waltz. It was fun. Yeah, I remember when that trailer came out, and it looked so weird and bizarre. And it was when I was very, very high on uh, Christoph Waltz. I was very, I, I loved him as an actor. He could do no wrong. Uh, he had just come off of, I believe, doing uh, Inglorious Bastards. I was like, I got to see this guy in everything he does now because Inglorious Bastards, he was just so good. And I never got to see it. And I think one of the reasons why is because it looks so weird and so bizarre. And that's before I had ever seen any Terry Gilliam, unless you go back to like Monty Python. Um, but yeah, uh, it's definitely something that is, um, on my radar of things that I, I got to watch someday. Uh, well, Jandrew says mostly about a woman yearning after a man. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, if that's your issue with it, then that's my issue with you to whoever did that review. All right. Uh, Justin proper dropped the super chat, super chat, $2. Thank you very much. Good sir. Says explain the appeal of Ernest. I don't get it. Well, Ernest saves Christmas, Justin. Come on, man. It's earnest. It's it's this type of like almost not even slapstick comedy, but it's almost it's more of like a lowest common denominator type of comedy, but it works. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but I actually am a I'm a big fan of those films. It's it's not something that I would ever say, oh, I'm gonna buy and I'm gonna get all of the earnest films on Blu-ray and on they're never gonna release them on 4K, but on 4K, I gotta have them. But they're films where if they were on, I'd be like, ah. This feels nice. Feels comfortable. Feels cozy. Ernest saves Christmas, though. That's the reason why. He saves Christmas. How can you hate a man who saves Christmas? All right. So, uh, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this man right here. So, for those wondering, if you honestly just don't know who he is, this is Terry Gilliam. 
Uh, Terry Gilliam is a very talented uh, actor and also director. Uh, he's actually interesting because he's kind of had two lives. You know, he was known a lot for his uh, part in Monty Python. Uh, he is one of the, uh, he is the only member of that group that actually uh, was American. Like all, it was a, it was a British based company. Let me start, let's just go a little bit right here. Let's go here. So he's an American born British film. Isn't this great? Terrence Vance Gilliam, full name right there. What a badass. Look at that. Look at that guy. Look at him. 1940, American born British film director. That's pretty great. That's pretty fantastic. Screenwriter, animator, actor, comedian, and former member of the Monty Python comedy troupe. And he's just done so many great things. But yeah, his main, his two main things that he's known for are his animations, especially in Monty Python, and his time as a director. And he's really started to come into his own, right? He started off with being that comedic character and doing comedic films. And then he went off to start making his own really unique styled films that all have this artistic approach to it. Every single film he does has something uh, deeper to it. Um, so let's just go going into some of his filmography for those that maybe don't know all the work he's done. And so in 1975, the first year he did, um, and the first film he did, and a lot of people don't even remember that he was the, the guy behind the camera, was he did Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which is still, in my opinion, one of the greatest comedies of all time. Uh, one of my favorites. It's one that I don't talk about enough on the channel, but it's one that I, I quote so often still. It's one of the most quotable movies that's ever existed. Like, there are so many great quotes in the film, great comedic sketches. I mean, Monty Python's not for everyone, just like British comedy's not for everyone, but it, it really is just fantastic. And I think it's one of the few, it's one of the few examples of British comedy that has been able to transcend Britain, right? It's been able to transcend the UK and really get a, a pretty large American audience and worldwide audience, even at that. Uh, so that film was fantastic. I've never seen Jabberwocky. That was, that was, um, again, I don't know too much about the film. I want to say it was very much, uh, animated heavy or there's a lot of animations in it. And I want to say it's a variation of the, uh, you know, but you know, the, uh, Alice in Wonderland storyline. I believe it's based on the character of the Jabberwocky. Uh, the first film that, you know, that I, um, really kind of got me off on this kick, and this is actually from months ago at this point, actually now, was uh, Time Bandits from 1981. So Time Bandits, it was a movie that was mentioned on Friday Night Tights. Gary said, this film is fantastic. I'm like, I've never seen it. And they're like, you got to fix this now. And so I finally bought it and watched it, and I loved it. Now I actually, I own the Criterion Collection edition of that film. It really is just great. Uh, it's a fun story, and it's just, again, it's one of those films that's just very, very special, very unique uh, and again, time travel films tend to tend to be my forte. Like I, lo I love them so much. Uh, what's also great too is that he does not work for any studio. You know, how there's some directors where they exclusively work with a studio. So like um, Christopher Nolan has worked exclusively with Warner Brothers, for instance. Who knows if that's going to last though? Uh, with the recent uh, kind of tension between the two. Uh, but as you can see, he's worked with so many different studios. He never really works with the same one. Um, but yeah, uh, Time Bandits was fantastic. The film I'm watching right now, actually, is Brazil from 85. Uh, Brazil is a film that many consider to be one of his best. Uh, it is often considered to be one of the greatest films ever made. Uh, it's typically up there. And it's it's a film also on Criterion Collection. Uh, Bruce gave me a copy of this. So shout out to Bruce. I don't know if Bruce is watching. I know Bruce is hit or miss sometimes about whether he's here or not. Uh, but shout out to you, good sir. Uh, for sending that film my way, and it's it's been great so far. I got about an hour left in the movie, and, and I'm enjoying it. What I love most about Brazil so far, though, is the cast. 
the cast for Brazil is just absolutely fantastic. And let me see if I can try and pull pull that up real quick. Uh, so he did the screenplay with Tom Stoppard. I didn't even realize that. So Tom Stoppard, who I know mostly as the playwright, uh, he wrote with him for this story. So that's that's pretty amazing. Uh, some of you may have, may recognize this image here. But anyway, it was directed by Terry Gilliam. And as it says, it's dystopian, satirical, black comedy, science fiction film. And what really is interesting is that it deals a lot with um, this guy who daydreams. And so all of the fan- fantasy sequences that you see throughout the movie, which are very cleverly done, especially for the 1980s, are all from these dreams, like these daydreams, typically, that this uh, the main character has. But yeah, it's got an amazing cast. Jonathan Price is the lead, does a great job so far. But you got Robert De Niro that shows up in the movie. Uh, you got uh, let's see, Bob Hoskins and Ian Holm. Those are the two that really got to me. Uh, where especially Bob Hoskins, I, I just I love that dude so so much. I mean, he's always going to be Smee to me, but it's just like I, love, I always love seeing him on screen. And then Ian Holm, he's always going to be uh, Bilbo to me, right? He's always going to be the Hobbit to me. That's kind of how when I was growing up, that was the character that he was in my mind. So. Uh, just seeing them in the film has also been pretty fantastic, uh, but it really is led by a great performance from uh, Jonathan Price, and it's it's just been great uh, to watch so far. So I'll definitely do a full review of that. Um, I've heard great things about the Adventures of Baron uh, Munchausen. Uh, this is another film that Gary has talked about. I've not ever seen that one. I don't own that one. Uh, that was from '88. Um, I did watch, shout out to, uh, once again, Rosie for recommending it, uh, The Fisher King recently. Uh, I did a review on the channel for that one. Fantastic film, great Robin Williams performance, uh, and also Jeff Bridges in it too. They do great job together. They've got great um, chemistry together on screen. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, then in 95, did 12 Monkeys. That's another film that a lot of people talk about. I've never seen 12 Monkeys. Uh, at one point, I owned it on DVD. And now I, I don't think I actually own a copy of the film anymore. But I've heard great things about it. Uh, never seen it. Never seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, again, another film that a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on. Uh, I have seen his 2005 Brothers Grimm. I actually really liked it. Uh, what was great about the the Brothers Grimm was it's actually one of the it's one of the most interesting Heath Ledger performances. People don't remember that uh, Heath Ledger and Matt Damon actually are the stars of that film. And what's interesting is that Heath Ledger demanded that he wasn't the other brother that was played by Matt Damon because he did not want to be the heartthrob. He did not want to have the love interest. He wanted to play the more complex, uh, the nerdy character. And it's because he wanted to play against his type. That's why I've always appreciated one of my favorite. That's why when people ask me, you know, who's your favorite actor of all time? Heath Ledger's always up there. He's always the one I usually go to because he's an actor that never wanted to fall into categories. He he always wanted to challenge himself. He always wanted to do something different. So actually, I really actually appreciate the Brothers Grimm a lot more than other people might. Uh, And a lot of it is because of Heath Ledger's performance in the film, doing a role that he typically wouldn't get. Uh, But obviously, Terry Gilliam worked with him and was saying, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, in 2009, he did The Imaginarium, Dr. Parnassus. Uh, again, that's another special connection because that was also a Heath Ledger film. It was also the last Heath Ledger film ever. So obviously, a lot of people remember 2008, uh, The Dark Knight. Uh, Imaginarium, Dr. Parnassus, he was working on during the time. So when he passed away, he had not yet finished all of the photography uh, on Imaginarium. And so what was awesome about it was Terry Gilliam decided, I'm, I'm still going to finish this movie. And I'm going to use it as a tribute to the life of uh, Heath Ledger. And so he, he finished the movie so that Heath Ledger would have a complete last film. So a lot of the motivation for him finishing the film was that, which, again, I huge shout out to Terry Gilliam for doing that. 
I mean, again, as I said, there were like almost half the movie or like 25% of them, like 25 to 50% of the film had not been done. And so he went in and he changed the story to be able to match what he had on, on camera already. So he wasn't able to do reshoots because obviously he ledger was gone. And so what was fascinating was he had done all the shots in a way where basically you have the real world and then you had what was called the Imaginarium, which was this fantasy realm. And that's where he was able to play around with his artistic stylings. And what was awesome was every time Heath Ledger's character went through, those were the scenes that were not yet filmed. And so what he does is that he hired three actors that were willing to help finish the movie. And, and I guarantee you've, you've heard of these actors before. Um, and it was just awesome to see this happen. And so basically you had, I'm trying to, cause I obviously I want to make sure I give all the credit to, to where credits do, um, Johnny Depp, Colin Farrell and Jude Law, three pretty big names there. All of them stepped up, stepped in so that they could help Terry Gilliam finish this movie. So they all did it to try and help finish the film for Heath Ledger essentially. So that was just a really cool thing to happen. So every time his character goes through the Imaginarium, he he what Terry Gilliam did did was he said basically his character sees himself through different lenses, and so basically every actor represented a different part of his personality, and so therefore his look changed every time. And the way he justified it was by saying it's the Imaginarium, right? It's not real life, and so therefore you see things differently. You see things uh, in, in a different capacity in a different way. And it was brilliant. It was like, it's almost like he could have written it that way, but that's not how it was because obviously the death of Heath Ledger kind of forced him to do it. And it was just, it's a film that I think is very underrated, to be honest. And I love uh, for a lot of reasons. Then did the Zero Theorem, as I mentioned, I I was not ever able to see that film. And then the last movie he did, I actually didn't realize this, was in 2018, uh, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. I actually have that film too. Shout out once again to to Bruce for sending me that movie. So I, I can't wait to watch that. Um, but I, I didn't know that it had been two years since his last film. But anyway, uh, that is Terry Gilliam. He really is a, an incredibly talented uh, writer, a talented director, really a talented artist. Uh, among all other things, his art is, is just truly spectacular. And so, yeah, just want to spend a little time talking about what I know, and I'm sure y'all know even more than I do, and uh, can make recommendations. So shout out to Terry Gilliam, one of the most underrated directors currently working. All right. During that time, 10 minutes ago, James Dashier, at, uh, thank you very much for the super chat. Uh, he says, hey, Odin, do you favor, Do you have a favorite wrestler? Um, I am in, I was into wrestling. I'm not, I'm not anymore. I finally actually kicked the habit. Uh, a lot of it had to do with uh, COVID because without the crowds, it's just not the same. Uh, the WWE has been going downhill for a long time, so it was actually pretty easy to kick that. Um, NXT though was still pretty good for the most part, but even then I was just like, ah, it's just not the same. Was in AEW, into AEW for a very long time as well, uh, but gave up on that obviously because of crowds too. That one, they, uh, they did a little bit better of a job handling it. So actually what happened was I stopped watching WWE completely, including NXT. And then eventually I just stopped watching AEW and I haven't really looked back uh, to be honest. So it's kind of nice having a little break from it. Uh, not as much content that I, that I feel like I need to consume. Um, uh, but yeah, of all time. Usually I go the Stone Cold Steve Austin route. Love him. Uh, CM Punk, as far as modern era is concerned, CM Punk is fantastic. I really hope he gets to return to the ring one day. Um, I Obviously, a lot of people got their hopes up when he signed on with Fox to do some commentating um, on one of their shows and their deal with 
deal with the WWE for SmackDown. But to my knowledge, that has not happened yet, very sadly. But yeah, James Dossier, thank you very much, good sir. All right, let me catch up with D-Live first. Um, let's see here. Uh, JKDBuck76 tagged and says, Did you know Ip Man was a police inspector before he, before he fled mainland China? I did not know that. That's interesting. Will Gendry says, Time Bandits and Jabberwocky were two of those films that my parents had on video, but I just never got around to watching. Interesting. Uh, Will Gentry then says, Bob Hoskins is always going to be Eddie Valiant to me. Oh, yes, you're right. That's a good shout. And he says, and yes, I will lose all respect for anyone who can't place that name. Um, I can place that name. Eddie Valiant, you're under arrest. Oh, yes. And for those that don't know, if you've never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it is, oh, gosh, such a great comedy. So, actually, I was going to I was gonna say that actually features probably uh, one of the many. I cannot believe, you know, obviously the Oscars have not meant a lot for a long time. But I, I honestly cannot believe that Christopher Lloyd has not won an Oscar. When you look at all of the performances he's done, they're all incredible. They're all iconic. Like the judge in in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Holy crap, that performance is amazing. You go to Uncle Fester in Adam's Family, uh, Doc Brown in Back to the Future. I mean, this this dude has done so much and is so talented. Not to mention he's got one of the greatest lines of all time. Christ, I was frozen today. Look up that line. It's fantastic. I was frozen today. You'll find it all over YouTube. Uh, JKDBuck76 says, Watch 12 Monkeys ASAP. End of Time Bandits made me mad as a kid. No! Miss Martin Muses, thank you very much for the super sticker. I bet it's a rose. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then you're, you're correct. Sorry, I, I totally messed it up, JKDBuck. Matt Damon. Yes, thank you. Philip Hobbit then says, My favorite wrestler is Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner. How long have you hear me? Oh, Lord. Oh, Big Papa Pump. So many roids. <laughs> it's kind of sad. All right. Back to the YouTube chat. It's 728 over there. So I'm about 30 minutes behind. I did go off on a, a bit of a tangent with Terry Gilliam, but it was worth it, I think. Anyway, Rosie G says, I have heard, I have ha- I've had a hard time relating to arty movies emotionally. Yeah, I mean, I've always had issues with art house type movies, which is why I, I tend to avoid them. They're just, I as you, you're, you're correct, I cannot emotionally attach myself to it because a lot of times people are trying to be weird for the sake of being weird with their choice. That's why I cannot stand films like Eraserhead and uh, David Lynch. I cannot stand him, cannot stand his movies because to me, it's being weird and freaky and artistic for the sake of just being, Oh, look, look at how bizarre I'm being. And to me, it doesn't add anything at all. Pat S says the milk bars are still closed due to the beer bug. Ah, See, Greta says, apparently the star of Clockwork Orange met Gene Kelly at a party and Gene Kelly angrily walked away because of the use of that song in the film. I've heard that before. I don't know where I've heard that before. May have been from Tina, but I have heard that before. That's amazing. Uh, Kyler, what's going on, Kyler? What's going on, bro? Kyler Van Camp, thank you for, I'm assuming that's a super sticker. Uh, I appreciate it very much, good sir. Uh, I'll get it to it uh, when it comes up in the chat. But thank you. Hope you are doing well. Hope school's going well. All right. Hardwick at 729. He's a member. He says, Having read the leaked plot of Warner Woman 84, I'd say it sounds sort of woke and sort of not. Basically, the villain is modeled on Trump, but he's sympathetic and somewhat recontextualized. 
well then he's not <laughs> see that's such like it's either it is or it isn't I don't, I don't like that double speak name this late tide at 7 30 how many of roger moore bond films are good i can't to answer the question that's why i said before I, i've not seen any of the older bond films which is why i bought the the whole set so i can't say it blake st Clair at 7 30 terry gilliam has probably the best movie posters overall of his for his filmography, Time Bandits, Brazil, and Monty Python films, all great artwork. Well, it makes sense because Terry Gilliam is an artist. And so it actually makes sense that the artwork for all of his posters and everything are fantastic. Rosie D12 says, Gilliam is underrated, as is the Fisher King currently. Gilliam is frowned upon as late because he's not PC. He's not a man of the right either, but doesn't walk in lockstep with the left. Yeah, and unfortunately, those those kinds of actors and directors are not tolerated, right? It's this it's very creepy this cult aspect that Hollywood and and other filmmakers have where either you're completely woke leftist or you're nothing. And that's a very dangerous philosophy to have because people talk about diversity all the time, but if you don't have diversity of thought, you can never have diversity. Like, just because you can say, oh, I have so many women, I have so many per- people of color, I have so many of this and that. It's like, that means nothing if they all think the same. It means nothing if they all think the same. This is actually something, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into politics, but it is something that was brought up on Tim Pool the other day. And I, I always love Tim Pool. I love the discussions that he has with people. Oh, my gosh. If anyone watched last night's episode, though, the kid he had on who's like 24, he is clueless. It was so frustrating because I'm like, this kid has no idea what he's talking about. Oh, anyone who watched that episode, you'll know what I'm talking about. But anyway, on a recent episode, though, they mentioned that about how if you try and make everyone think the same, then you don't have diversity, right? Just because you can say, oh, well, I've got this and this and this. I got my checklist here. If they all think the same, that's not real diversity. The reason why diversity works so well, because people always say, you know, oh, well, it's been proven that diversity leads to better thinking and, and better uh, team management and, and better uh, idea coming, you know, coming up with ideas. The reason why is because if you take someone from America and you take someone from the Philippines and you put them in a room together to try and answer a problem, obviously they have to have some of the same background. Like they have to be doing the same job. They're more likely to come up with something unique. They're more likely to come up with an answer because you have two people from two different cultures, therefore two different ways of thinking, handling a problem and an issue. So yeah, diversity is great, but keep in mind, it's not because of the color of the skin. It's because of the minds being different. It's because of the mindsets being different and unique. And so that's what drives me so crazy is that people are so obsessed with diversity, and yet they forget the most important aspect of diversity that you need to have is diversity of thought. And it's something that is criminally uh, underutilized in today's world. It's really sad. All right. Uh, Jay Roar, tag at 733, says, Any word on the Expanse new season? Uh, Laura earlier says she thinks it starts this week, but I cannot confirm. As I said, I have only ever watched a couple episodes. Thursday's Warrior 734 says, I finally watched Ready Player One this weekend. God save you. Says, I liked it. Mark Ryland is such a good actor. Mark Ryland or, or Rylance? Mark Rylance? Is that who you meant? Uh, he is a great actor. I agree with that part. Ready Player One was not good. <laughs> Read the book. Listen. I recommend the audiobook. It's very well done. Will Wheaton does the audiobook, and it's actually very good. Despite the fact that Will Wheaton's an ass, he does a very good job with the audiobook. Um, and I heard Ready Player 2 is terrible, but 
compared to the movie, oh my gosh, I mean, Spielberg destroyed that story. It's not even it's not even a competent story what he did with the film. It makes no sense. Yeah, but I say, I think he meant Rylance, uh, Thirteenth Warrior, because I know Mark Rylance. Uh, if you want to see a great Mark Rylance performance, he won. I think he won the Oscar. Yeah, he did. It was bizarre. People were like, "What? He won?" And I was so happy when he did. Uh, he was in Bridge of Spies. Gave a very understated performance there. Oh, by the way, that reminds me, there is indeed an active giveaway going on tonight. Uh, so again, if you want a chance to win, uh, I have the Roger Moore Collection Volume 2. I also have the Daniel Craig Collection. Uh, these are both the James Bond collections. Uh, and so if you want a chance to win either of those on YouTube, again, this is a YouTube exclusive giveaway. DLive, there is a giveaway for y'all. I'll mention it in a second. But if you want to enter in, follow the instructions on the screen. Again, it's 800 cookies per ticket. So you put in the number of tickets where that X is on the screen. The max number you can put is 100. You have to have the same. You have to have the exact or more number of cookies, though, at your disposal. Otherwise, the numbers you put in will do nothing. Um, but obviously, do make sure you have that space between the exclamation point and the number of tickets you want to get. Um, and so again, the uh, Roger Moore Volume Two Collection of James Bond and the Daniel Craig Collection. That is Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, and Skyfall. Whereas the Roger Moore collection is Moonraker, For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and A View to Kill. Um, so that will be what you can possibly win on YouTube. We'll do that at the end of the stream. And if you're watching on DLive, at the end of the stream, we'll just, you know, since there's not as many of y'all, I'm giving away the Steelbook Blu-ray of Whiplash. Fantastic film. Only regulars can enter in. So if you're brand new and you're just lingering around, trolling, you're not going to be able to win. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, Muhammad at 735 says, what if Fight Club made in now in today's modern world with male cast and same premise? Um, Fight Club couldn't be made today. No, no chance. No chance could it be made today. It would be seen as toxic. It would, it would be seen as a betrayal of, of uh, toxic masculinity. Let's see. Care Dis 12. Welcome to the channel. See that new name in here. Uh, Nathan Slay at 735 Tana says, Willem Dafoe commands the screen as Green Goblin, perfect casting choice. He demand, he commands the stream, uh, the screen, <laughs> the screen in every movie he does. That guy, speaking of people that deserve an Oscar, Willem Dafoe, man, him and Robert Pattinson were robbed this year for not even getting mentioned for their work in The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse was so freaking good as far as the acting is concerned. Story is still not very good, but acting's great. Uh, let's see. Greta at 736 says, People have been good about masks. We don't have to lock the door if it gets too crowded, but it doesn't. We do have to lock the door if it gets too crowded, but it hasn't been any less busy than last year. <laughs> oh, man. I thought that maybe y'all would be okay in stores. I, I know that a lot of businesses are hurting right now because a lot of people are doing more things online and everything, but man. Pat S., who's a member, says, Wow, 15 hours of watch time. I'm going to have to get get my girl or dog watching, too, so I don't feel like I'm neglecting anybody. <laughs> well, keep in mind, that's all collective, all right? So that's over, you know, if you've been, if you've watched, you know, every show is about an hour and a half plus, and, um, yeah, it actually makes a lot of sense. When you think about it, you're like, oh, well, yeah, that means I've only, I've watched seven shows, essentially. Should be how that math works out. Uh, Blaze St. Clair 737 says, do not, <laughs> do not steal fizzy lifty drinks. Life lessons to live by. Yes. God, I love that film so much. John Cockerstone, what's going on? Robert Frey, hello to you. 
see those names popping up in the chat for the first time. Just another red shirt. Hail to you. Glad to see you in the chat. Nathan Slate 740 says, nah, the best pizza delivery scene is from Home Alone. Ooh, that is a fair, fair shout, Nathan Slay. Fair shout. The new number two, hail to you. Hardwick says, rumor has it that Willem Dafoe and Dane DeHaan are coming back for the next Spider-Man movie. Apparently, Kirsten Dunst and Andrew Garfield are coming back, and Tobey Maguire is rumored to be in talks. Yeah, I know. I think I mentioned Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire on one of my recent videos, and that wouldn't surprise me. Basically, they are totally going Spider-Verse. I mean, that, I think that's been clear now that they are totally doing a Spider-Verse film in the next one, or at least setting up one by having aspects of it. That has me excited. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, despite anyone's thoughts about the current state of Spider-Man, if Willem Dafoe's back in it, I'm going to go see it. I would love to see Willem Dafoe back on screen as Green Goblin. He He's freaking amazing. 13th Warrior, who's a member, says, Try captions. It works if you work it uh, from AA. It's how you end meetings. Yeah, I mean, you mean close, like, uh, closed captions for The Expanse? I've tried it, but then I'm trying to watch what's going on and read. I hate doing that in general. I really do. Uh, James Ashley, thank you for the super chat says favorite eighties movie for me is the Goonies. That's a great eighties film. That's a film I grew up with. I used to watch that film all the time when I was a kid with my family. Um, and it's funny because we would always watch the TV version. So there was the TV edit and it, it had different scenes and it was always funny because you, you would watch it on different channels and all of a sudden the scenes would change. You're like, wait, there's different scenes here. Like the octopus scene. Um, some versions have the octopus. Some don't. There is also a scene that happens at a convenience store. Some versions have the convenience store scene. Others don't. So it's, it's, it was always fascinating growing up being like, wait, this is a version we've never seen before. Uh, and it's such a great film. It really is. And uh, Megazord Jeremy says, will you ever rewatch all of the Mighty Morden Power Rangers films? Hell no. Um, I would only ever rewatch the original movie. I, I never watched the others because they I had no interest. I, I'm sorry, dude. I'm I'm not a Power Rangers fanatic. Just going to be honest. Uh, I, might, I could rewatch the one from the 90s, the first one. That's about it, though. All the other ones look, look terrible. Uh, POC Preserver of Culture. What's going on, good sir? How is it going? Glad to see you in the chat. Um, Rosie G12 at 742. Oh, Time Bandits is so, so great. Must rewatch this weekend. Yeah, I'm so glad Gary got me onto that one. Because uh, it was, it really was fantastic. Ernest Rojas, what's going on? Uh, Preserver of Culture says, Are you sad about movie theaters dying? And have you watched the Vampire Hunter D movies like I recommended? I, I wasn't able to get those, uh, unfortunately. There's just so many other things. <laughs> if you look at my collection, a lot of these films I have never seen. So I already have so many things that I have to watch. I'm, I'm already on a I'm already on a Terry Gilliam kick, as it were. Um, I am very sad that that theaters are dying. There, I really am. It's it's one of those things where I mean I can't go to one anytime soon just because of the of the baby. But I, I know that I wish I could, and I wish that they were all there when I came back. And I I honestly don't know how many of the theaters around me are gonna be able to be able to survive this, especially since it's mostly AMC's around me. Depending on where you are, some people are dominated by Cinemark or Regal or AMC's. One of those three, typically, not always. Uh, sometimes there's, there's regional change, chains in, in certain locations. Um, but yeah, it, it really is sad. 
And AMC has already said that if things don't change, they're out of money in January. And I don't think things are going to change. And if AMC runs out of money and out of options, they got to start. I mean, Cinemark, I read a report. Cinemark is apparently already looking as a vulture, basically to pick the carcass of AMC. They're already looking at picking up some of the theaters that AMC has to sell off because they can't afford it anymore, which is both a good and bad thing. Cause I think Cinemark has proven to be the most proactive in this pandemic. Uh, they were the first to reopen. Uh, they were willing to work with whatever they needed to. Um, and it's just it really is sad because it's not because of the chains necessarily. I don't care about the corporations. I, I, I could give two dams about the corporations, but the people, right? I, this is something I've mentioned several times in the channel. There are people who can only ever work at a movie theater because the hours are so flexible and they literally are, are willing to take anyone in most situations. And so there are some people that they, they can't work anything else either from skill or time. And that includes a lot of retired people. It includes uh, a lot of disabled people. And it's sad because people are, are, are happy. I see people in the comment section all the time saying, oh, I'm so glad AMC's dying. It's like, I understand that you're glad the corporation because there are some ties with China, right? A Chinese company owns the shares, uh, a lot of the shares of, of AMC. And so that's why they're happy. It's like, but you don't understand and think about the real world implications that has on the workers. And having worked at AMC for, for a few years, and been able to work up to a supervisor. I know the stories of people that work there. I knew people. And here's here's why. So, okay. I try not to get political uh, on non-political streams, but I got to say this point. There's a big reason why I hate the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare. And it's because it came out while I was working at AMC. And there were people I worked with who worked like 60-hour weeks by their own choice. And they were making really good money from it, right? They, they put in the work, they, they saved up money, and they were able to afford their car insurance, pay off their, uh, their, their rent. We're able to afford all of it. All of it. Affordable Care Act comes out, and it tells companies, oh, you either have to pay these people that are working all these hours health care, or they can't work those hours anymore. And you know what it did to the people working at AMC? It forced them to get a second job because guess what? You cannot force a company to pay someone's health care. And so these people that I knew who loved the job because it allowed them to work the hours they needed to, to be able to support their life and support their families now had to get a second job that otherwise they wouldn't have had to get all thanks to the affordable care act. Don't get me wrong. There's some good things that happened from it. However, I saw the real-world implications. Just like if these theaters close, I know exactly the real-world implications that this is going to have on everyday people. So, anyway, that's that's my typical tangent on movie theaters and why it's terrible if they close. Anyway, Eric K., who's a member, what's going on, Eric K., says, I know it may be toxic and ist, but happy holidays and Merry Christmas. No, 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 it's toxic to say happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Right now we're in the season of Hanukkah. So actually, Happy Hanukkah to all of my Jewish brethren out there. Uh, but it is indeed the Christmas season. So thank you for that. Technically, actually, it's not even the Christmas season. It's the Advent season. Sorry. Sorry. Got to get my my theologian hat on for a second. We're technically in the season of Advent. We just had Gaudete Sunday, which means to rejoice. Um, and then once we are in Christmas, Christmas is not just a day. There is a season of Christmas as well. So you can celebrate Christmas for more than one day. 
Fun fact. Uh, Nathan Slade tagged and says, Me, ooh, Pattinson looks intimidating as Bruce Wayne. Odin, he looks like emo Bruce, just like Peter in Spider-Man 3. Me, now I can't get that out of my head. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's just the truth, man. <laughs> Let's see. Hachul? 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 One, two, three. Tagged and says, what about older war films like A Bridge Too Far? I've actually never seen A Bridge Too Far. As I said, I'm not saying that those films are bad or not great films. I'm just saying that for me, it's it's the number one. It's the peak. Pat S. makes a good point, though. He says, 1917 is a top three World War One movie. I would say that that is true. Uh, I saw someone mention a full, metal, a full Metal Jacket. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying that those movies are bad or are not great. I'm just saying that Saving Private Ryan's on a whole different level, dude. Just saying. Tina says, "Oh no, the Dunkirk Odin versus Jeremy battle. <laughs> it's always fun." By the way, I should be on a gaming stream finally on Geeks and Gamers, and I believe it's going to be Thursday. We're trying to do an. They're trying to do like a an earlier for me. Um, among us stream so i should be able to join that for a little bit that should be fun really wish they could move that mario kart on sunday stream though because if they move that up to nine eastern i could play for an hour easy because now that we've got baby thor on a new schedule um that would actually work out perfectly but it's not up to me it's above my pay grade oh did someone someone's did someone have to get comments deleted? I'm seeing retracted messages. Okay. Retracted messages are okay. Anyway, uh, it's 8.02 in the chat, so some comments have indeed been skipped. Very sorry indeed. Uh, we are getting close to the end. Uh, so, Kyler, uh, it was just a, a... Actually, it was just a 99-cent super chat. So, thank you for that, Kyler. I appreciate it. So, let me catch up with my DLive fam real quick. Will Gentry says, semi-personal two-part question. One, does Freya share your love of film? Two, if so, does she always go with you to the cinema? Uh, So one, not really. Uh, She likes movies, uh, but she's definitely not a a, a movie buff like I am. Uh, So she does really enjoy films. And no, uh, typically speaking, I, I would normally go alone. Um, But she, there are certain, there are certain films that she wanted to see with me and did not want me to see before. Um, and that was of course prior to the pandemic. Um, now she's very concerned, very worried, obviously, cause being a, a mother and, and having a newborn, you know, who's only actually just turned two months, just turned two months yet, uh, two days ago. Um, and she's obviously very overprotective in that way. And I'm, I'm not going to go after her for it because she has every right to be every right to be. Um, but yeah, uh, so she does like movies. She's not as big of a movie buff as I am though. Um, but sometimes, all right, let's see. I think that was everyone who tagged me over there. Hold on. Phonemo says, just finished the one hour making for tenant. Pretty interesting and informative. Nice Phonemo. Dude, I pre-ordered the steel book for that. It was supposed to arrive today. It's not getting until like Thursday. I'm mad. What's the point of a pre-order if it's not going to arrive on time? Adam says, Lizzie is due next Tuesday with six Frank pups. Oh, congratulations, Lizzie. Congratulations. All right, let's see. Um, Will Gentry says, you mean Hunter Avalon? He started out as a right-wing provocateur, but I think that was an act and his true self is coming out now. Yeah, dude, uh, that was who I was talking about, who was on Tim Pool last night. It was, he was terrible. It was garbage. He has no idea. He's so in over his head. And it was hilarious because literally he would say, oh, yeah, I can't stand this dude. And then Tim Pool would just be like, why? And would just ask him simple questions and he couldn't answer it. It was, it was kind of ridiculous. 
Um, JKD Buck says, it was a good thing that Tim Pool got him out of there and took him behind the woodshed. <laughs> pretty much, dude. He pretty much ended that. He was like, hold on, let me, uh, let me, let me, let me get, be real with you for a second. All right, I, I'm caught up with my D-Life fam. Caught up with the D-Life fam. All right, back over on YouTube, 802 Matthew Highland says, I kicked the WWE right after they got rid of the spinner belt and the big gold belt to make it one belt. Dude, I was almost out of it when they had the spinner belt. The spinner belt was so stupid. Kyler, what's going on, dude? Thank you for a super chat, man. Thank you very much. Kyler Van Camp, thank you for the $5. Super chat says, Say Battle of the Bulge 1965 is bad and The Great Dictator is better. It's for a World War II project. Also say Star Wars Episode 3 is the best. Um, so... Revenge of the uh, sorry, Revenge of the Sith is is a is a good film. Uh, it's not a great film, but in the prequels, it's absolutely the best. Uh, but this this is for a project. So, Battle of the Bulge from 1965 is a terrible movie, and The Great Dictator is better. Kyler, I hope that that's everything that you needed. You have my permission to to cut this segment out if you need it for your project. Um, I'm really hoping. Uh, you have a certain uh, coach who's a friend of mine <laughs> this year, and I think you do, assuming what I think I know you're talking about, because uh, <laughs> I know he'll, I know that he'll appreciate that. Tell him, tell him to text me uh, if if he gets it. Um, and no, Star Wars Episode Three is not the best of all Star Wars films, um, but it is pretty good. Also, I'm assuming you mean uh, Revenge of the Sith, which is a good film. Uh, it's a hell of a lot better than Attack of the Clones. I can say that much. <laughs> much love, good sir. Hope everything is going well for y'all. All right. Uh, we are running out of time, though. So now it's going to be, unfortunately, just members only. So if you, I skip your comment and you're not a member, I am sorry. But that's what happens when we run out of time. Uh, also, it is your last chance to enter in on the giveaway so for instructions, once again, this is for a chance to win uh, the Roger Moore collection on Blu-ray Volume 2 and the Daniel Craig collection on Blu-ray as well from uh, the James Bond 007 collection. Uh, again, we'll have two winners. Uh, the first will get to choose between those two. The other will get the other. And uh, that is for YouTube only. And if you're on DLive right now, uh, hold on a second. I will have a giveaway for y'all. It'll be the Steelbook Edition, Blu-ray Steelbook Edition of the film Whiplash. So again... If you've not entered in yet, that was your chance. All right. ZKMan802 is a member. Says, my first time seeing Christopher Lloyd was watching the TV show Taxi Reruns with my grandparents. That's right. He was on Taxi, and it was fantastic. Uh, 13th Warrior is a member. I remember seeing a Razorhead at the Midnight Movies. I left confused. Yeah, I would have just left. Seriously, I honestly would have just left. Rosie G12 says, diversity for the left is is box ticking and everyone thinks the same or else. Exactly. And that's not really diverse. Real, true diversity are different people from different backgrounds, which means different thoughts. Uh, let's see. Hardwick says, I recently picked up a DVD of the Ip Man TV show at Dollar Tree. Is it any good? I've never seen the TV show. Never seen the TV show. Again, just members, just members. So again, sorry if I'm skipping your comments. Obviously, the Valkyrie get 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 preference too. Uh, Tina says, Ready Player Two is getting ripped on Goodreads, and those who dislike it are getting attacked. Those who don't like it said it's a cash grab because Spielberg is doing a sequel. Yeah, absolutely, no question about it. And and it really is sad that people will attack others for their opinions on books. It's crazy, man. Oh, it's crazy. 
All right, let's see. Let us see here. Hardwick is a member. Willem Dafoe should have won Best Actor for Shadow of the Vampire. It's arguably his best performance. I've actually never seen that film. I need to see more of his work because he always oh, does great. Thirsty Warrior says, do the truffle shuffle. Come on. Do it. Come on. Oh, so funny. So funny. Out am I. All right, again, I am uh, a lot of people tagging me. I'm so sorry, but uh, again, y'all know when I fall behind, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, so I am limiting it to just members' comments right now. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, Tina says that umbrella guy dropped a video that now Momoa, Josh Brolin, and that boy who plays Paul Andre. Uh, Atreides are dropping shade on Warner Brothers. This just ain't the studio's month. No, it's not. Yeah, so that is talking from Dune. So, the, yeah, all three actors are in Dune right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm blanking out on his name as well. Uh, I was going to say Tremblay, but it's not Tremblay. It's a, that's a he's younger, much younger actor. Um, but, yeah, he's like an up-and-coming actor who plays Paul Atreides. Um, but I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm Atreides. Uh, is it Atreides? Um, probably butchering that but yeah anyway doesn't surprise me at all because yeah that is their paycheck a lot of these actors tend to in their contracts get a percentage of the uh, box office because studios get 90 percent of the box office during its its first weekend usually rosie g12 at 818 it says seeing movies in a theater is a social event and the great reset wants to keep us separated yeah absolutely i mean you you have literally these giant billionaires saying well we got to keep things locked down until 2022 and it's like, you have billions of dollars and can survive. You, you don't have to worry about anything. But there are small businesses that you obviously want to destroy because that would destroy small businesses. Thursday the Warrior says, ACA slash people's hours to part-time to avoid paying the healthcare. Exactly. Exactly. Because then people will say, well, then that, that's on the corporation for not paying that. No, it's you can't force people to get something they don't want. Which used to be given, used to be an option. Now it's like, oh no, now you got to pay a tax. Shut up. Shut up. Pat S says, the nice thing about Obamacare was I got to keep my doctor. <laughs> oh, you. That's funny. If you like your doctor, you can keep it. Turned out to be the biggest lie. Seriously, back when the media actually had standards, it was that was called the biggest lie of the year. Thirsty the Warrior. I worked in restaurants in my 20s, never had healthcare and never thought about it. When I got older, healthcare was a consideration in jobs I looked for. Exactly. When you're younger, you, you don't care about that kind of stuff because you're young, you're healthy. And typically, unless it's an emergency, you don't really need it as much. But basically saying, oh, we're going to force you to get it or you have to pay a fine. And then, of course, it gets to the Supreme Court. It's not a fine. It's a tax. And the people who wrote the bill saying, it's not a tax. It's not a tax. And it's like, <sighs> ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right. Let us see. Members only. Hardwick says, do you think Tim Pool is right that repealing Section 230 would make matters worse? Yes, you need to have some standards. You need to have some standards there, but it does need to be reformed. Uh, And he goes on to say, it shouldn't be done away with, but it should be reformed. And I do agree very much with that. Pat S says, they shall not grow old, World War I. That's more of a documentary, though. Again, that's taking footage from World War I and uh, changing the speed and coloring uh, giving a color grade, color grade to it and restoring it. It's not the same thing, but I, I, I will give that. Thirteenth Warrior says nuts. Eric K is a member. Says the Battle of the Bulge is what many face over the holidays from too much eating Halloween candy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> 
Harvick says, there's also a 1943 version of The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. It was made during World War II in Germany by command of Joseph Goebbels, but it's actually really good. Oh, no. Thank you, Thirsteth Warrior. Yes, Timothy Chalamet. Thank you, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, young and upcoming actor. Harvick says, speaking of Willem Dafoe, have you seen Togo yet? I have not. It's on my to-watch list, though, on Disney+. Plus. So, um, Pat S. then says, yes, Matt H. So, I'm assuming he's talking to Matt H. All right. So, I've caught up with everybody, so let's go ahead and do this giveaway uh, that I've been promoting from the beginning. If you don't know what it is, too bad. Uh, but these are the people that I have. I got Tina B, entered in, Nathan Slade, Peter Hahn, Golden Ration, Super Anime Gamer, Keck44, ZK Man, uh, Pat S, Stephanie B, General Wingster, and Balin the Hobbit. All right, so going once, going twice, and it's close. It's close. No more. As a new number two who's a member says, remember Congress saying they wouldn't know what was in Obamacare until they passed it? Yeah. Remember when Nancy Pelosi said that? <laughs> oh, politicians. Doesn't matter their party. Politicians. I tell you. All right. So the first winner on YouTube, the first winner on YouTube is Super Anime Gamer 01 Super. Claim your prize. Claim your prize, Super. First, claim it, showing us that you're still here. Lucky night to do homework and tune into the show if you are still here. Um, And then tell me if you want the Roger Moore collection or the Daniel Craig collection. Super is here. He says, hey-oh. So which collection do you claim, good sir? Which collection do you claim? Let us see what he has to say. And D-Live, y'all stick around. We'll do y'all's giveaway in just a second. Because y'all's is a lot easier, since there's only about nine of y'all right now. Uh, Hardwick says, Blind Spot was terrible. Jamie Alexander was its soul-saving grace. And they even gave her terrible material to work with. It was produced by Greg Berlanti and was bad. Ah, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Super One's Craig. Okay, interesting. All right. Not the direction I thought. But still, again, there's... Casino Royale and Skyfall are really good on that. All right. So... Congratulations, Super. Email me, odinsmovielog at gmail.com, just to confirm shipping address, and I will try and ship that out tomorrow. All right, and our winner of, and there's only one set left, so it's going to be the Roger Moore Collection on Blu-ray is Nathan Slay. Nathan Slay, claim your prize, good sir. Claim your prize, Nathan Slay. Claim your prize, good sir. Claim your prize. And it's got to be the Roger Moore. Boom. Nathan Slay's like, all right. Same thing. Email me. Confirm shipping address. And I'll try and get it shipped out to you tomorrow. Thank you. All right. D-Life fam. My D-Life fam. Make sure. D-Life fam. Just my regulars. Just my regulars. Uh, If you want to win. And this is international. Just like the other one. If you want to win Whiplash on Blu-ray Steelbook, woo, great film, by the way. Probably one of my favorite films of the last 10 years. Um, all you need to do is type the word, this is only on DLive, is type the word whip. Type the word whip, and you will enter yourself in automatically. And I will do a random... <laughs> <laughs> JK Buck, thank you for the eleven donation. I, I appreciate it. And I'll do a random result generator. Alright, I got Philly. I got Philly the Hobbit entered in. 
anyone else. Just type the word whip over on DLive. And yes, I did say whip. So far, just Philly the Hobbit. Again, you have to be a regular. You have to be a regular. Uh, Cam Dean Heist, thank you for the five ice cream donations. I, I very much appreciate it. All right, I'm just seeing Philly. I'm just seeing Philly. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start counting down now. I'm gonna count down in the chat since it, there is a slight delay. So we're we're going and it's three. Really, you're gonna you're gonna time me out on my own chat. And I I figured I figured the other people in the chat probably already have the already have the movie. That's what I figured. But anyway, uh, Philly the Hobbit, you win. By default. So congratulations, Philly the Hobbit. <laughs> Claim your prize, Philly. Claim your prize. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So same thing, Philly the Hobbit. Email me. It's Odin's Movie Blog, all one word, at gmail.com. And uh, confirm your shipping address. And I will send this out to you tomorrow. Congratulations, Philly the Hobbit. <laughs> all right. Hardwick says, Will Wheaton. Yeah, that should have been Will, Will, Will Wheaton. Whip. Will Wheaton. Exactly right, Hardwick. <laughs> cool whip. Yes, cool whip. And Fearter says, The Expanse Season 5, Episodes 1 and 3 are now live at Amazon Prime. So for anyone that's been waiting on The Expanse, Episodes 1 and 3 of Season 5 are now live. You're welcome. You're welcome for that. All that whipping. Uh, and the new number two says, more is greater than Craig. That's what I've heard a lot of people say. That's for sure. Uh, Super says, will do. I do not have Casino Royale or Skyfall on Blu-ray yet. Well, congratulations, Super. I'm glad that you're happy with that. Uh, you unfortunately also have to have Quantum of Solace. I'm sorry. It, it comes with the set. There's nothing I can do about that. Um, I guess I could take the, the disc out and, and burn it. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let you decide <laughs> what to do with, with that film. Uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Will Gentry over on DLive. Will Wheaton whip. Will Wheaton whip. Uh, I love this community. Y'all are just so fun. I love it so much. Uh, the new number two says, did you get an email about Saturday's giveaway? Yeah, um, all, yeah, yeah. if you won the last giveaway, those have been sent out. So you should be getting those, if not this week, then next week. It was sent via media mail, which is about a five-day uh, shipping. Uh, Dina Proof says, what's going on? How's it going? Yeah, giveaways are done. Whip it good now. Yes, whip it. Whip it. Super says, hey, Quantum of Solace is a teaching tool, lesson one, how not to edit. That's a fair shout. Uh, so before we do end the stream, I want to shout out my members who are at the Army of Asgard level and the Keeper of the Bifrost level. Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Hat Reviews, Adam Avery, The Bosco 2000, Twirly Wolf, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. You guys are freaking awesome. So thank y'all very much for being here. So if you're one of the win, uh, win away, if you're one of the giveaway winners, uh, email me and I will try and get y'all set up. Uh, and again, make sure you give me your current shipping address uh, in the email. That way I can get all that stuff printed out for y'all. 
Y'all, <laughs> I just want to keep doing whip. All I can think of now with that sound, this is my ADD working, by the way, is a brilliant little ditty of a film. And um, it's called Kung Pao Enter the Fist. And it's filled with the fun- the, the funniest sounds in the world. Wee, wee, wee. And at one point she goes, Wah. anyway. Fun fact. Dean approved. Yeah, thank you for the $5 super sticker. Dancing the music. Yeah, girl. All right. Rosie G12, thank you very much. She's a member. Says, great stream. Odin Zakay, man. Everyone take it easy. Have a great night. Thank you again for that card. Appreciate it. Slice of Neons, Kek44. We got Tina Bean and Steph. Shout out to the Valks, Tina and Steph. Enjoy those films that were sent to you. Dean approved. General Wingster, Blake St. Clair. Yes, shout out to the Wrenches. Shout out to the Valkyrie. And Fearster Orange Hat Reviews, Matthew Highland. You guys are all freaking amazing and beautiful people, yes. 47 people still watching. Make sure you smash the like button on the way out before you go. Also, we are going to be recording an episode of the OMB Podcast, exclusive to Patreon, Subscribestar, and YouTube members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and up. The Q&A is currently live, so please leave your questions either in the YouTube community section, if you are a Keeper of the Bifrost or higher on YouTube, or on the main page on Subscribestar and on Patreon. So please consider putting questions in, because it is a ton of fun to get the questions and to answer them in, in tow. So anyway, this has been a blast. Didn't think I'd have as much fun with some cool whip and Will Wheaton. Um, I'm sure some people are like, God, stop. Some people, you know how there's things that trigger people. I bet that's one thing that triggers some people. And they're just like, just, just, just stop it. It's okay. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, D live y'all stick around. Uh, since we got some cookies to work with tonight, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of y'all in a second. Like I normally do. Uh, anyway, Pat S soul assassin, Blake St. Clair. Uh, you guys are all awesome. Seriously. From the bottom of my heart. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And as always, I hate whipwhack. As always, everybody, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my December Patreon and subscribe star members, starting off with Patreon, Albertus Magnus, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Brian P., Dion, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Mela, Hail to You Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, The Hunky Chunky Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jay, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Kenneth Cameo, Laura Story, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mike Jackson, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Outpost Dyer, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Miss Martin Muses, also known as Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojand, Tina B, and the modern major general, Laura Story. Gotta give you that shout out for that one time that you were doubled up. Thank you very much for being my Patreon members. And now a huge shout out to all of my December Subscribestar members we have over there with Stand4, Perpetual Punster, Robert Revo, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, Darkstar57, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., US888209 Fast, Dean Heiss, J. Rod the Beer Guru, Nevadon G. Adams, and 
ZKMan. Thank you all so much for being my Patreon and Subscribestar members. If you want your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream on the main channel, please consider joining over on those platforms. You can also get access to things like exclusive giveaways of 4Ks, Blu-rays. If you want a DVD, I guess you could also get a DVD as well, Uh, digital codes, and of course... You get to possibly join me on the channel once a month for the Chosen of Valhalla live stream and access to an exclusive podcast featuring John the Flick Pick Flickinger, where we have a lot of fun talking about movies and tons of other random things. Anyway, if you want to support these things, check out the links in the description of this video. And also, please consider joining my other channel, The OMB Report, where I talk about not just movies like I do over here, but I focus more so on politics, news, and culture in that order. You guys are all amazing. Thank you for your love and support. Have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless.